T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Did you watch CNN last night? A lot of, a lot of folks who listen to WRVA probably are not watching CNN, but you might have made an exception for the town hall with Jake Tapper and Virginia's governor, Glenn Youngkin. Uh, uh, an hour-long discussion on educational issues that many were touting as the the sneak preview of a Glenn Youngkin campaign for President of the United States. Well, the governor is with us this morning. Governor Youngkin, I appreciate you coming on. How did you feel things went last night? Well, good morning, John. Great to be with you. And I just appreciated the opportunity last night to talk about education and the great progress that we are making in Virginia recovering from the pandemic, recovering from bad policies that I think had really hurt Virginia students, and, uh, and reacting to, I think, the opportunities in front of us, which are to raise expectations for our kids, reestablish our standards as the best in the nation, to make sure that we don't have divisive concepts in the classroom, to empower parents, and to bring innovation into, into Virginia through lab schools. We've made a ton of progress. We've still got a lot of work to do. But I think we are on the right path in Virginia, and I look forward to continuing to drive us forward. You know, I was looking at the, the comments after the, um, after the, the show last night, and, and it looks like it's a coordinated effort by Virginia Democrats to attack you on CRT and the, the um, history standards related to black history in, in Virginia. And they're really hostile about it, uh, claiming that you're being unfair. Have you seen those comments? Do you have... Um, extra thoughts on that after after that discussion last night well the 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 left liberal progressive democrats have one goal and that is to empower the teacher unions to exclude parents from their kids lives and to have curriculum that teaches children what to think as opposed to how to think and we even saw it recently from the virginia education association as they sent around their black lives matter toolkit to all educators, so that, 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 the, that the 13 principles of BLM could be incorporated in the curriculum and teach our, teach our kids that, that, the, that the traditional family of traditional family was to be broken down and that inherently people are racist based on their, based on their race or their, their religion or their sex. I mean, this is what they're up to. We know it. And this is why I was elected in 2021, is to, is to stand up for all parents. 
not just Republicans, but independents and Democrats as well, who want their children to get a quality education, who want their children to have high expectations, not low expectations, and want to be engaged in their kids' lives to make these most important decisions and not be pushed out and replaced by a bureaucrat and a politician. So, you know, at the end of the day, this is going to be a constant refrain from the left liberal progressives that they don't like what we're doing. But I am so pleased that the broad base of support that we have across the Commonwealth with what we're doing on education, and uh, we're going to continue to move forward with it. Yeah. There was this, I don't know, to me it felt like an awkward moment watching the um, young woman who presented herself as a trans man, and, and I feel kind of entitled to comment on this given my circumstance in the world, uh, asserting that women in or young girls in high school would not want to share a bathroom with this woman who presents herself as a male. And I thought you handled it uh, very delicately and kindly, but it, it how do you navigate a situation where you may have parents, you talk about parental rights, you may have parents who will validate something that's not biologically factual and that, that is not based on objective truth. That seems like we're going down a slippery slope there if we start trying to accommodate people who are uh, that their their foundational principle isn't objective honest truth well john this is a, a most dis- dif- difficult issue and it's it's why i i do believe that we need to have gender neutral bathroom options because is there, that there the solution are, there, it's got to be it's yeah. got to be the solution it's common sense by the way uh, i think to to mandate that biological boys are using bathrooms of biological girls um, is, is wrong. And I also believe that if a child wants to use a bathroom that is gender neutral by themselves, they should be allowed to. Um, it's, the same, it's the same topic, that, that, you know, same kind of approach I bring to sports. It's common sense. I don't think biological boys should be playing sports with biological girls. It's not fair. And, and, and women worked for decades uh, in order to establish uh, rights to play sports uh, today at, at an equal level with boys, and we got to protect that. So I, I think sometimes the the, the entire uh, notion of common sense is is forgotten about, and we can we can bring a different lens to this and and uh, and come up with a much better solution than than uh, mandating one way. Let me push back on you just a little bit here. The, I, I did hear your answer about the sports question, which I thought was very sound, and that is not accommodating of the people who would stand up and say, hey, I'm going to present myself as something other than who I am. That you, You're making it clear that you won't accommodate that. And I think they're very reasoned, uh, very thoughtful reasons not to accommodate that. But with the bathroom issue and the locker room issue, it sounds like there is an accommodation that's pretty expensive and kind of validates the position of the people who are presenting themselves that way. Well, John, let me let me let me repeat. You know, we've been very clear in our model policies that um, biological boys should not be using uh, girls' bathrooms. Um, federal law protects it right now, and that is federal law. Uh, and that's what that's why I, I immediately uh, pivot to to use alternative facilities mm-hmm. and. Um, I it's think a it's, it's, it's a practical issue under the law. It's a practical issue, and I'm, I'm, you know, there's this is this is one of these topics that the, the federal law conflicts with what our model policies are, and therefore, as as governor, I'm trying to find a practical solution, um, and I think I think we need to find some practical solutions here. Um, you know, this is again, 
one of these topics that um, I don't mind speaking about, and I and I appreciated the courage uh, of that student to come to come on national TV and and ask a very difficult question. Um, there were a lot of other students there as well who I was equally impressed with, um, and and I think we need to have these kinds of discussions. You know, at the heart of this uh, is a recognition first that parents matter, and we have to have parents involved in their children's lives. It's a matter of safety, um, and we had. You know, we had uh, a young girl named, named Sage's grandmother there last night, and the Sage Law speaks right at this. We weren't able to get it passed this year, but the Sage Law says that there's a, there's a mandatory information requirement for teachers and, and administrators and counselors to inform parents uh, if their child is ex- ex- expressing a desire to be transgender, because at the end of the day, um, Sage, in this case, uh, parents weren't told and she was she was engaged in a horrific trafficking uh, episode. Um, she almost was lost, and the parents were never told, and the school hid it from her. And so this is a moment where the fundamental right of parents has to be respected, and we have to make sure that schools aren't counseling and advising students uh, without fully engaging parents, and parents have a right to, to not just be at the table, but at the head of the table. Well, I thought that was a very strong moment in the um presentation last night where you brought that story in people need to understand <laughs> and you know fundamentally you just have to decide who's going to be in charge and i i think you've got a compelling argument there can yeah, i ask John, you there's no there's no there's no question who's got to be in charge yeah. it's parents and that kids belong to parents not to schools not to the state but to parents and i will continue to fight for that for as long as i'm in this seat May I ask you to to comment on this $30 million in learning recovery grants and and how that is being facilitated? Yes, so uh, just to back everyone up, um, what we saw, of course, coming out of the national report card, the NAEP scores, uh, was that Virginia students had uh, the largest learning loss in the nation uh, in fourth and fifth grade, fourth grade reading and, and, and math. And it's a result of the pandemic and the extended closure of schools, but also bad policies that were passed prior to the pandemic that lowered expectations for kids. And, and, and guess what? When you, when you have low expectations for kids, um, they sadly will meet them. And, and so we, we, we have to recover quickly. We've got a whole generation of students that uh, we have to provide extra support for. And so there was extra ARPA money, and we're putting it to use in order to provide customized tutoring services that are available to, to parents. It's $30 million dollars. Uh, up to, to $3,000 for families that qualify and $1,500 for all families uh, to apply to get customized tutoring uh, support. Um, we also have a, a free tutoring partnership with the Khan Academy. And uh, similarly, last fall, we, we passed uh, or I've signed an executive order uh, to, to overhaul how we're recruiting teachers so that we can fundamentally start to close this teacher gap. We've got a lot of work to do, mm-hmm. and we have a whole generation that we don't want to leave. You know, we fully recognize that uh, there is a generation of kids that are behind. Uh, there's been 20 years of progress that was lost, and uh, we've got to try to recover it. Uh, we've got great kids in this Commonwealth. I, I, had the, I had the privilege of being with a whole bunch of fourth graders on a field trip recently. Um, these, are, these are energetic and ambitious and, and uh, highly, highly, highly capable kids. We just have to make sure that the support is there for them to recover from the pandemic and to recover from bad policy decisions and to give them the best opportunity possible to live their dreams and to uh, set aspirational goals and go get them. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that money's out there. Are you finding the Democrats are receptive behind the scenes to some of this conversation? They're so hostile to you in public that 
that I'm praying that you're able to have, you know, coffees or conversations and say, hey, can't we find some common ground here? Are they really just doubling and tripling down on trying to prevent you from having a win? Yeah, and I think this is a really important point. It's it's the elected Democrat leaders, not Virginians. You know, we've got broad-based support across the Commonwealth, and uh, and I'm so encouraged by it. And it is pure politics by the by the elected Democrats um, as they head into an election season. And it's really, really disappointing that they put politics over people. Um, yes, quietly, when the door's shut, and common sense is allowed to take a seat at the table, we make great progress. We showed it last year uh, with uh, our budget wins with $4 billion of tax cuts and, and uh, a record education budget and support for law enforcement. And uh, I'm hopeful that we can do the same thing this year. I'm going to stand strong on our budget priorities. Um, we've been overtaxing Virginians, and, and, uh, and uh, Virginians know it. I mean, to run a $3.6 billion surplus after we've cut taxes by $4 billion just kind of puts in context the fact that Virginia has been overtaxing. Um, it's the people's money, not the government's. And, and we can cut taxes again and, and increase investment in education and law enforcement and, most importantly, in behavioral health with our new initiative to transform our whole behavioral health system. We can do both. It's not an or moment. It's an and moment. And uh, common sense has a seat at the table. And, and uh, I'm optimistic we can get there once, once we sit everybody down in a room and really discuss it. What is the plan uh, headed into these statewide elections with, with every member of the House of Delegates and the Senate up this November? Especially, I'm going to put you on the spot here, if you're actually thinking of kind of putting your toe in the water on this presidential race. Everybody else who's going to run will probably be officially in by the time November rolls around. What, how do you manage that? Well, let, let me be clear. I am focused on Virginia. And we've got a big agenda that we, we, we are confident is right, and we're on the right path, and we continue to continue to push moving forward. And I'm, I'm going to be incredibly engaged in the election process this fall. And what is the plan? The plan is to win. The plan is to maintain our majority in the House and to win the Senate. We have great candidates that uh, have stepped in. Um, there's, been a, there's been a lot of retirements, which opens up a lot of opportunity for new uh, candidates to bring fresh ideas. But uh, you know, what Virginians uh, clearly stated in 2021 is that they were comfortable with a new direction. And I believe that the, the progress that we've made and uh, the support that we have on a, on a broad base across the Commonwealth uh, clearly points to the fact that Virginians are supportive, and, and therefore I'm optimistic about the elections this fall, yeah. and I look forward to supporting our candidates, and as I said, keeping the House and winning the Senate. Now, I woke up this morning, pivoting to another subject, and I know you got to run, uh, that there was a rumor that that reconciliation monument in Arlington National Cemetery may be dismantled this weekend. Now, I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what the, the buzz is in that community. Do you have an opinion on that? Have you weighed in on that issue? Do you, is there a way to stop that from happening immediately, if that's true? Yeah, John, I have a strong opinion on this. And, and uh, I've expressed that I don't believe that statue should be removed. Uh, and for, for your listeners who aren't familiar with this, I mean, this was a statue that was commissioned by Congress in 1900 um, to, to be created by one of the most famous sculptors of our time, uh, Moses Ezekiel, who was the first Jewish graduate from VMI in order to bring our country back together uh, roughly 50 years after the, after the Civil War. 
And presidents for generations have laid a wreath there, including President Obama. <clears throat> this is a reconciliation statue for the country, and it should not be removed. Um, even more so, Moses Ezekiel is buried underneath it. And by Jewish tradition, he can't be moved. And so I am, I am upset that this is even being contemplated. I have to say I am, I'm worried that the federal government has already made this decision. Uh, they didn't listen to me when I, was, when I was objecting to the mandatory vaccines of the Virginia National Guard uh, for COVID vaccines, and, and I'm worried they're not listening to me now. Uh, I'm committed to making sure that, that if that statue is removed, that it is kept in Virginia and that it is placed on a battlefield or in a museum um, so that it can continue to represent the purpose for which it was created. Uh, this is, a, this is, this is a mo another moment where they're trying to airbrush away our history, a history that was created for a specific purpose to bring people together. And uh, I am, I am um, concerned that uh, my, my uh, wishes won't be honored by the federal government. Um, it's a, it is Arlington National Cemetery, and, and so it is federal land. Um, but we're gonna, we are committed to make sure that statue is not lost and that statue is part of Virginia's future so that we can remember our history. Listen, I appreciate you joining us always, the governor of Virginia, Glenn Youngkin. Thank you, sir. John, thank you. Have a blessed weekend. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.